We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome to the future, girlies. It is 2024. Happy CMOS Girlies Day. It's a Tuesday. I'm here with Emma. We are both, um, well, actually Emma's back in New York, but I'm still in the tundra in Minnesota. We did actually get snow over the weekend. So a little bit of a white Christmas. It feels semi-delayed over here, but How's your, um, what day is it? Monday? How your, how's your New Year's Day going over there? Yeah. Happy New Year's to everyone and happy holiday. Merry Christmas, whatever holiday it is that you yeah. guys all celebrated. It's that weird limbo time of the year where we're all off or if you are working, there's like no work to do. So we all kind of are just like walking around being like, what do I do with my life? I'm definitely ready to kind of go back into regular routine. That's just because I operate best like that. Um, yeah. I'm good. I have been back in New York since the 26th. I had kind of a hellish experience with the yeah. airline industry flying back. I will basically spare you all the details, but TLDR is that I ended up being at five different airports um, in the span of one day, which nobody should ever have to experience. And yeah, life has been like kind of random out in New York. It's like dark and gloomy and cloudy. I feel like I saw a Twitter or a tweet recently that was like, New York winters are now just like the Pacific Northwest. Um, And that's like really what it is. It's just like dark, gloomy, humid, and like rainy all the time now, which I don't love. Um, I hate the rain. And like anyone who lives in New York can definitely relate to that. But yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm definitely, you know, just kind of floating. No New Year's resolutions. I think those are kind of silly. Um, If you are into those, good for you. But I'm just like fine with just kind of cruising throughout the year hopefully it's like all good vibes but kate and i were talking off pod that like you know it's so hard to even predict what life will look like three months from now five months from now like 10 years from now just because like everything is so unpredictable these days yeah i think my 2023 was just the year of uncertainty where i had so many things i thought were gonna happen and then so many random fucking things that ruined my life like 
um I'm going into the next year just really taking it day by day like life can happen in an instant which it can you can take that to be like positive or negative like you know you always can meet someone new like new things can happen I've been reading a lot of books about um grief and just like how to kind of restructure your brain if anyone's looking for a good book on grief the best one that I found is called um the grieving brain and it talks about the science of what actually happens to your brain when you grieve because I've been sitting in this like paralysis for three months of like am I going crazy or is this normal like there isn't a roadmap on how to grieve properly um and I catch myself going down rabbit holes and then I'm like trying to not think about my dad and not think about shit but the book talks about basically like you have to replace like old routines you have with your loved one with new things um you know when I came home for the holidays I'm used to having my dad there we used to do the gingerbread houses and him doing stuff in certain ways and so rebuilding kind of like what my life is going to like look like for the rest of my life I suppose has been a really weird process but I found the book to be really helpful um because I've read a few memoirs on grief and it's just someone else talking about like someone passing and them being sad and I'm like yeah I'm right there with you don't worry about that um but yeah Emma and I were talking about like I am personally so sick of the ins and out lists as someone who used to religiously do them as a joke on my Instagram like 2022 I would just do them every month to kind of be funny I've just found like social media I think to just feel so oversaturated with stuff like I think a lot of times as a content creator I'll give you you know the inside baseball here you'll see a trend going around and I'll think like okay should I make a video with this trending sound or with this trending content or even for CMOS Frilly's memes? Like, mm-hmm. you know, when the, I'm trying to think when the Little Miss meme happened like a few years ago, I don't even remember that was, I knew immediately when I saw that, I was like, okay, we have to get on this before it's fucking annoying and the trend dies. And so I feel like there's always that pressure to stay relevant and make something like f- edgy or funny. But I've seen so many brain dead in and out lists. I saw one person say that walking is in and I'm like, I'm so happy that walking is in for you. But like, I don't need to see every person on my feed say like, walking is in like I I need them to be a little bit more satirical or funny or specific for some reason um so I've been like just kind of annoyed with social media I suppose in in some ways because as someone who needs to create new content I'm just kind of like it all kind of is blah out there um but that gets into one of my points which is one of my goals I guess just you know for the future I'm not gonna even say the year is just to be more artistic and creative I kind of cringe at the word like I'm a creative but I find myself just doing stuff the same way and really not exploring like art and museums and movies and culture that much I find kind of find myself in the same loop with stuff um and I used to be in like AP art in high school and do all this stuff and it was a passion I killed off just because I was like I'm the I'm the AP like um history nerd like I don't have time for art I'm gonna go play volleyball at NYU and I've realized that you have to allow your hobbies to like live there even if you're not the best the best at them so I'm looking to do some DIY stuff and craft stuff um just to stay preoccupied and you know stay sane and have some sort of semblance of life so maybe that's something that I'm doing in the new year I suppose that's fun I feel like it's like so hard to like maintain those hobbies that you enjoyed even when you were just like in college as you got older I was like looking back at like old photos and I remember during the pandemic I was like making so much jewelry all the time and like my old roommate and I we had this like little account called the vintage jelly and I was like damn I kind of like miss when I like had other things to do that were like not involving my phone and obviously Mm -hmm. swimming has certainly replaced some of those hobbies um but yeah, I feel like anything creative is always like such a good activity for the mind and it can be like very therapeutic. And yeah. I feel like you just kind of tap into your childlike self, which I feel like does wonders for 
for your for yourself um i feel like for me this year like i said i'm just kind of cruising and to see where it takes me i feel pretty hopeful for for the year um there's going to be at least i'm suspecting to be some big changes in my life which um i'm eager about i'm going to start teaching swim lessons i believe i finally pulled the trigger i'm going to like get my certification process and yeah i'm just excited to i think to you know really utilize my experience and skills that I have for the greater good and like teaching others. Um, I think I've realized like over time that I can be like a good role model for, for younger people. And like, I can be a leader in some ways. And I'm definitely like excited to really utilize and exercise those, those skills. Um, so yeah, that is one thing that I'm looking forward to. And I'm sure you guys will all be posted on know all the updates of my swimming stories and adventures with teaching lessons to little kids in Manhattan just because I'm sure um just by nature of all of that and like how kids are in the breeze side it'll be a very a very goofy time love that for you yeah my only other note I really have is I've been reading books a lot just in conjunction with content on YouTube I read a book every week so that's been keeping me like a very honest reader um so that's been fun if you have any books I should read definitely DM me and let me know because I think if people have been following my YouTube people have been giving me suggestions but I'm always curious specifically for like what the CMOS girlies are reading um and then my other point was just kill the five-year plan in your head I feel like there's a lot of pressure specifically like when you get out of college to have like a picture of what your life is going to look like and I've been someone that has never had that I've been very just follow the path where it takes me you know I went to college for individualized study which is like so funny like looking back on it now and I went to the city doing fashion that I was like no I'm gonna do nonprofit stuff I'm gonna go to law school now I who knows what I fucking do I do TikTok stuff um and I kind of envision myself having different seasons of life and I think it's totally cool if you want to work in like one industry for your whole life like I know my parents did that and generationally it's just more popular for like boomers to have that lifestyle versus younger generations just because how unstable the economy is and the world is but I think allow yourself to have the you know idea at least in your head of what living a different life could I've been thinking about what it could look like if I spent a year just traveling a lot I'm someone that doesn't like doing that I like having a home base I like being able to grocery shop have my routine cook my meals but I've been really thinking like what if I just went somewhere for a month and floated around Europe because that would just push me out of my comfort zone and I think a lot of that comfort comes from like having control over food and what I do in a day and like how I structure my day versus being in a new environment where maybe I don't speak the language whatever and I think I have visions of myself when I'm like 40 and 50 like working on a farm or opening up like a health food store or something like that um just allow yourself to keep keep curious because I think when you do set yourself up on those really daunting plans or like also plans of like I'm gonna get married by this certain age or have these this amount of kids I just think it limits a lot of opportunity in your life and I think that's like the biggest thing I maybe as a reflection of 2023 that yes, plan to make sure that you can like make your rent every month. But I don't think you should tie yourself in any sort of bind. Um, I saw some sort of thing going around on social media that was like, here's how to hijack your perfect 2024. And it just seems so like biohacking rigid perfectionist to like plan every month and week down to a T that I was like, I don't think this is actually really helpful for anyone. Maybe if you need structure, I suppose. Um, but I just say, I think overall, if you're like a CMOS girly in your 20s, just kill that five-year plan and just take it month by month, week by week, whatever suits you. I feel like having any type of like crazy audacious plan, like it takes away from you being able to live in the moment, which is something that I've learned to do and like I've been better at recently. Um, and yeah, it's like 
I did not expect myself to be where I'm at at like 25 and who knows where I'll be at when I'm 30 or 40 or 50. And I think it's like really, really important to not pigeonhole yourself. And that's why I think like Kate and I always um, preach in some way to like always have hobbies and interests outside of work. Because I think when you just fall in that cycle of like, this is what I do for work and like that becomes your identity, then it kind of like, um, you really just like limit yourself in terms of like what else it is that you could possibly do in your life. And no one wants to wake up when they're like 30 or 40 and be like, oh damn, I kind of wish that I like had explored this other interest that was like percolating Mm-hmm. in in my head but the CMOS girlies are smart so I'm sure you girlies already know um to to not do that and just to let yourself live in the moment and explore everything but kind of getting in today's pod um as Kate mentioned all the in and out lists are coming out um and there's a lot of trend predictions and I think we did this episode last year but we reviewed like the mm-hmm. whole foods forecast for like the top 10 food trends um we have a whole bunch of different articles from like fine body green um peloton just kind of all talking about the different trends so we're just going to give you all our kind of hot honest takes on all of these Uh, we may not go through all of them but kate and i kind of figured no one needs to know our trend prediction list because it's not rooted in anything (laughs) um and maybe it'd be more fun just for you guys to hear our honest reviews and opinions on other people's forecasts yeah and also we did not look at these beforehand so you're going to be getting our reactions in real time um so buckle up we will do the the forecasting as emma said and i'll call her back and welcome you guys to the new year we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, CMOS Rillies, this is the Mind Body Greens uh, 2024 Wellbeing Forecast, and they have it broken down into a few different sections. Like I said, we're going to like touch on a few different publications, but Mind Body Green is definitely, I would say, like kind of like one of the bigger, bigger guys in the wellness space. And I'm sure, you know, everyone is pulling different reports and data and analytics to come up with all of their um claims or predictions so to begin they have it broken up into health food movement beauty and lifestyle i don't really care about beauty so we may not even touch (laughs) on that but let's start here with with health um oh wait so the first one is buying hacking stops being a boys club women are the original biohackers and in 2024 they'll start optimizing their health in a more targeted way i completely agree with this um i feel like there's been so much more research and so much more like educational resources in terms of like a woman's hormones and how we can kind of like biohack to quote unquote like optimize our hormones and really sync with our cycles um because women do have two two i guess like cycles we have like our circadian rhythm and then like our infrading rhythm which is like our 28 day cycle which is something that um into the flow with like Alyssa Vitti always talks about mm-hmm. um so I'm definitely excited about this I think like the biohacking definitely got like a bad rep because it was like Dave Asprey and all like the gross guys and like yeah. that space um yeah. so who knows what it'll look like or what type of tools will come out from that but I do agree that kind of information regarding women and biohacking will become more prevalent this year yeah, I think there's been all this content on TikTok just brewing for a year, whether it's seed cycling, cycle syncing. But I think a lot of women are at this point where it's like there is an information overload, but then there's also a lack of a roadmap, which is something that I've sort of preached on my social media the past year. Like as I've gotten into marathon training, of course, a lot of people are curious, like how many miles do you run every week? Like, do you cycle sync? Do you eat differently throughout the cycle? And I think my answer every single time is like, you have to treat your body like a science experiment. What I do is not going to work for you. And I think once you learn that like, oh shit, women's hormones are so variable, it is beca- it does become this daunting task where then you have to go and put in work to learn what works for you. And I think that's the point that a lot of people stop, rightfully so, because it's really daunting to sort of figure out and do be your own doctor in some ways because we don't have like a comprehensive healthcare system so I'm curious about this because I think people need more answers and we need more research to back up the answers because I do think there's a lot of information on TikTok about anything that's related to women biohacking and a lot of it is kind of like lacking like validity to it almost you know I just feel like people make a lot of videos being like don't don't go on a run it's gonna spike your cortisol and it's like okay what does that claim actually fucking come from you know um also on here it says loud noise becomes the enemy which is very interesting it says noise induced hearing loss is more common than ever it's a time to just adjust our auditory diets which is something that I am bad at I play my music extremely loud when I listen to it and I think if you have an Apple watch because I was seeing someone with an Apple watch for a while it gives you notifications every time you're listening to stuff at too loud of a volume but I think as a young person you don't think about hearing loss I have a brother that's like hearing impaired so I still don't even think about it even though I have him in my life so I'd be curious if that sort of becomes mainstream but I don't actually think people will adopt that I don't know also, auditory diets is just like a very funny phrase. Funny word. That's kind of um, Yeah, I kind of feel like no one that is Gen Z is 
caring about yeah. how loud their music is. I mean, we got the fucking like, climate change place that It's like we need at least like some joy. And if my joy yeah. is, you know, having my music on full volume and I'm going to like lose my hearing when I'm 32, then like so be it. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't think we're like the target like demographic or like age group or generation for this. But, you know, by all means, my body green, if that's what you believe in, then go for it. Go off. Yeah. The next one is food. And I think this one is kind of funny and obvious. Um, They say protein challenges diet culture. Protein will people eat more protein and then dairy gets a place at the table these are very obvious for me i feel like these have been trends for the past six months um it's been a meme on the internet of course like i'm gonna get an almond milk latte with a croissant that has dairy in it but i think a lot of people are actually drinking dairy now i've done it too i'm like why am i not like i don't actually care that much and then protein i feel like has been just it's been here and there because it used to be a thing like all the bodybuilders were like you have to eat protein and your muscles are going to break down but I think everyone's been talking about protein especially for women with like satiety and like muscle building and stuff yeah like I'm happy that like obviously diets are quote-unquote like out like diet culture isn't like as much of a thing but it is kind of interesting like when like a certain like food group or macronutrient or like other nutrients get like the total spotlight like obviously like you know carbs were the enemy like a while back now like it's all about protein and i'm just like curious what like the next thing will be so these i'm not too shocked by but it'll be interesting like what maybe starts to trend more later in the year um in terms of movement the first one is group fitness enters a new era which i totally agree with i just think we've been seeing a ton of like run clubs blow up and like a lot of people just kind of really really embracing this idea of like you know working out and finding community through that especially since we don't have third spaces anymore um you know swimming has been kind of like my group fitness that I have found so I'm kind of interested to see how this ends up you know turning out in terms of like other other sports like if people start doing like tennis clubs and I don't know just like other pickleball involve involve um community through like movement and exercise you know, beyond just like doing some sort of like workout class at like a boutique studio. Yeah, I agree. I think the group fitness thing, it was definitely awkward during the pandemic. Like I would, I went to a few soul cycle classes and stuff when you had to wear a mask and it definitely felt like this weird place, but I've made a bunch of friends, not only through run clubs and different workout classes. So I think that definitely will become like a third space again. Um, It also says mobility workout, mobility workouts will skyrocket. I agree with this. I think a book, if you want to read any literature about mobility, the book Built to Move, it's written by this couple, Kelly and Juliette Starrett, and they sort of create this these 10 foundations of mobility and longevity because it is such a buzzword. And so they tell you like different pillars of wellness you can focus on because I think a lot of times you don't really know what mobility is or you don't know like how you can test if you have good or bad mobility. Like one of the tests is like if you can stand up, entirely sit down without touching anything and then stand up from that position which is like I couldn't even fucking do that um so I found that to be a really good resource and I think mobility like will become much more of a thing in the beauty section it says skin longevity goes mainstream I don't even know what that means that sounds like word vomit and then aging no longer stops at the skin um personally for me my take on aging is that aging is a privilege I think having wrinkles is proof that you lived a long life Mm -hmm. and like I don't think there's any shame I'm someone that will never ever ever get any sort of Botox filler etc I am freaked out by that sort of procedure like I I remember when I first I have contacts um when I learned about LASIK I was like oh yeah that's actually something I would never do I would have to be knocked out for me to be like okay during that doing that and it is interesting that we're starting to see Um, I think not only from filler, we have enough women that got it at an early age that are now older to see how that is affecting their beauty and face structure, whatever. 
but we're also seeing that the same thing with Ozempic. We're seeing the side effects and the results, like, even though it's probably only been a thing for a few months. So, um, yeah, I really do not care about the beauty category. I don't know if you have I any don't, thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't care either. Also, yeah, kind of side note on Botox too. It is like, this past year, I realized like how common it is for like so many people like our age, like in their 20s to be getting Botox. And it's like something yeah. that's never really crossed my mind. But like also like I never get my nails done. I never like do those like very stereotypical things that like women are expected to do. And like Kate said, I think like, yeah, wrinkles are a privilege. It's like something that I want to embrace. And it's like, I look at my mom and my grandma and they're like gorgeous and beautiful. And like, yeah. you know, they like didn't do any of that shit. Um, my mom so literally wears Vaseline pressure. Yeah, if you're like feeling pressure to get Botox, just because like that's like a thing that like is expected of women these days, um, definitely challenge that belief. And you're like not like a bad person, or you're not. It's not like you're gonna be like somehow like ugly once you're like 30 or 35 because you didn't get Botox. Um, anywho, going into the lifestyle <laughs> forecast, it says wellness travel takes off pets become longevity icons which sure what? whatever what i would I never be getting a pet and the grass is no longer greener um i'm not I, the the small print is saying like the climate crisis is forcing gardeners to break up with grass lawns in favor of biodiverse habitats um sure i don't really have much to add on there i'm not an expert in the gardening space um wellness travel i feel like people are always talking about wellness travel but like that i, I just wait. feel like it's more like the rich and the elite what the hell does that even mean the, the subtitle sorry is from a elective mris to week-long walks the travel industry is about to be more health focused than ever okay this is a point i don't really actually know what that means but this is a side tangent like the biohacking stuff like that freakazoid like brian johnson it's just such a privileged thing for people to have access to get full body MRIs and that stuff. Like having a dad that like passed like dramatically from cancer, like the amount of shit we were not able to get access to, like he could not get a full body PET scan for two weeks after we got like, uh, oh, he might have cancer type diagnosis. So it's just so fucked up when I see this continuously, like when is Paltrow being like strapped up to IV drips? Meanwhile, what's going on in Palestine and the hospitals there. It's just this inequality we see in wellness is something that bothers me so fucking much as like, I think about this a lot. Um, so I, I get what this is saying. It's like, yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. It just seems like it's still like an elitist thing, but um, let's see what else the mind body green folks have to say. Oh, that's it for them. Um, should we check out whole foods now? I suppose. Let's check out whole foods. Cause we love to talk about food. Yeah, um they say. last year i remember they said some weird fucking ones and like definitely none of them became true i um, completely agree okay so they said put the plant back in plant-based um the ogs of plant-based cuisine are making a comeback basically saying like all the weird like beyond meat alternatives are going to go away which i agree with i think it's interesting because veganism definitely became a trend in wellness and then i think slowly a lot of people realize that these vegan options that were being pushed to them now once again not all vegan options right it's rooted in a, veganism is like rooted in like eating whole like plant foods but like the beyond meats of the world and all the processed stuff people started to realize like that's not that healthy so i commend that if it happens i just feel like a lot of people are not vegan anymore but i don't know maybe that's my echo chamber I also feel like too with like the rise of the importance of eating protein I feel like that kind of gets like veganism like a little bit of a backlash because like yes you can get protein on a vegan diet but like the the amount and the quantity that you truly need it's like very very difficult to do on a plant-based diet um which I also feel like is kind of one of the reasons why we haven't been seeing 
um, as much veganism on, on, you know, TikTok, etc. Um, the next thing is using the whole cacao. I feel like there's always some sort of like really random niche, like trend that they try to push. Like last year, I think it was like hibiscus. And I was like, I think Ruby hibiscus is like the only brand that is like utilizing hibiscus, but essentially it's just saying like utilizing like the whole cacao beans. So you know, using the discarded pulp for like jellies and jams and like the emergence of cacao fruit powders um, as a new sugar alternative. Um, sure. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe this will be trendy, but like, is it something that's like really going to scale and like become something that's like in everyone's pantry? Definitely no. And like, you're only going to be finding like these like really bizarre, you know, up and coming like cacao brands, probably like Erwan and like very like specific um, health health stores um so maybe but i also don't really care yeah i think it just goes back to this inequality in wellness where like some people don't even have like clean water and then other people are like i must eat this much cacao in a fucking day um the next one is buckle up for buckwheat sorry i don't really care i feel like last year they probably said like quinoa or something then they said fancy faux fish um that sounds disgusting as someone who used to be vegan but like plant-based crab plant-based tin fish Look, I get it. Tin fish is a fun, sexy food, but I feel like this just sounds weird. Like you know, whenever when you make I, faux even fish. When I, yeah, even when I was vegan, like there were some faux fish products on the market, I feel like at that time. And I was just like, I don't want to like be eating like something that mimics the taste of like crab or salmon. Like that yeah. never appealed to me whatsoever. Um, just because I think like fish is already such like a distinct taste. And then like trying to like replicate that with like soybeans and tempeh or whatever it is that they would make i'm just like i'm i'm good yeah i'm so good the next one is clean and conserve water stewardship brands across the aisles are promoting water conservation with the trend of regenerative agriculture okay i hope it becomes a trend we only have so many more fucking years because of climate change and then the next one says complex heat global peppers are taking off in every aisle like look if they are that sweet also this is so weird um sorry whole foods you kind of hate your guide the next one um noodle news noodle lovers um brands are creating new options to make more noodles okay also i think we said this last year like to be a little bit conspiratorial like are all of these like is big cacao paying whole foods to publish this who knows i have no idea how this got created um the next one makes me want to stab myself little luxuries tiktok creators have brought out little treat culture into the zeitgeist and we're on board we know the firsthand power of a treat like an impulse macaroon buy or a fizzy functional beverage like yes welcome to sea Australia. he's been preaching that for three fucking years um and then they also said women's health which makes sense and a better boost of caffeine it looks okay. like just kind of like adding additional like health benefits to your caffeine to, you know, really, you know, ensure that you're not experiencing sort of like crazy caffeine crash. I feel like that Andrew Huberman podcast episode on caffeine must have done like crazy numbers because I feel yeah. like that is really what spearheaded this whole like caffeine evolution. Um so yeah, I'm sure we'll probably start seeing like more caffeine alternatives or more like things to add into your coffee. Um, everyone probably knows our stance on coffee at this point. Um, I drink it. I'm not delaying it. I will maybe add an adaptogen if I remember, but I just like coffee too much that I'm just going to keep on drinking it. Yeah. Well, that's whole food. Sorry. I kind of hated your guide. Um, my friend Emma and I saw you cross the bar. We hated your guide. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think this is so weird. Um, the next one, 
we have one from Cosmopolitan, which I'm on, which we can read. Yeah. They said wellness trends would be drinking, double tapping, and sweating over. Um, the spirit of moderation, which honestly was a trend last year, just more and more people are being sober, wh- whether it is for dry January or just are consistently. I was saying to Emma that like the wine industry is really struggling to get young consumers to buy wine. Wine sales are down by like something like 40%. Um, but it is interesting because I've had this conversation many times as someone who doesn't really drink. Um, I don't really drink anymore. Like I drank my sister's wedding. That was the last time. And now I think you know, the only time I do have an opportunity to drink is like a first date but I think knowing myself now I just like tell guys like I don't drink which is normal in New York but I think we're at an interesting point with these trend predictions about sobriety because I think a lot of people predict that people are going to latch on to the alternatives like the no alcohol tequila things or THC drinks or your Gia's and your Kin's um but then I think a different route that I feel like a lot of publications aren't saying out loud is that when people go out people might consume weed or like a lot of people microdose mushrooms in New York or like other drug stuff that I don't like know too much about um but I think there's other ways to go out that don't involve just getting a $15 mocktail because I think once again a lot of the reason that people um are sober is because maybe they don't like the feel of alcohol but I think another one is that it's expensive as fuck to drink and so I think a lot of people like when I go out I don't want to spend $20 on a mocktail I just want water so I am curious if like the you know the alcohol alternatives will kind of have this boom or if it's just gonna be something else that takes over I don't know yeah or or like if the alcohol you know alternatives will only be prevalent and like you know generations that are a little bit older than us or like maybe millennials versus like gen z just because I feel like a lot of young people and like a lot of people's rationale is that like okay if I'm gonna spend 15 dollars on a drink like I might as well do something something from it yeah like I don't want to just be like drinking sugary beet juice water that has like (laughs) juniper you know drops in it or something or whatever you know mocktails consist of these days um and that's like that's why I've never have really purchased or gotten into like the the alcohol alternatives just because I'm like I would rather just drink an Olipop. Like, I'm not yeah. going to spend $16 on, like, Gia or whatever and, like, try to make some, like, random concoction that's going to taste like grass. Yeah, the only one that I've tried is, like, THC drinks. Like, there's a brand called Nowaways, and I worked with them the past year, and they sent some to my house in Minnesota. And so my mom's been starting to drink THC drinks, which is interesting because she kind of grew up and never thought, like, she would go and, like, smoke a joint. But I think she likes, you know, that you don't have a hangover after you have THC the next day, you know, alcohol. Um, the THC bottle is, like, not as expensive compared to a bottle of vodka but it still has that feeling like this looks like a high class thing of alcohol so I could see the alternatives working in markets where people want to hold on to a red solo cup or want to have a beverage and experience but I do think for going out like I am curious if like a wine bar in New York City hypothetically could shut down in 10 years and then there's just a place that serves like Gia like that seems kind of bizarre but maybe that'll be the future I don't know um the next one they said goodbye caffeine which I don't know I think I think the conversations about caffeine are always kind of like it's good for you it helps with workout it's the best studied supplement and then other times it's like caffeine's hurting your hormones it's spiking your cortisol so I feel like we're always in this limbo with is caffeine good or bad yeah um okay kind of I'm gonna skip past some there's like sustainable activewear I don't think that's like that interesting. No. Um, back to, back nature. to nature. So like, there's gonna be more digital detoxes, hiking, etc. I agree. Um, kind of 
like the knock-on effect from like the hot girl walk and yeah i mean it, like it makes sense like we're fully out of the pandemic people are like wanting to experience life again i think we have um i think like a lot a lot of people are starting to you know just question their relationship or habits with social media or like how much time they're spending online mm -hmm. and i think now that so many of us are also going back into the office we're starting to feel a little cooped up again and just like want to be able to like be outdoors and outside um so yeah, sure. I don't really know like what this is going to like look like on like a mass yeah. scale for society, but I'm in full support of all of us getting back into nature. Yeah. The next one says longevity, which I think is true. Um, you know, it talks about the blue zones here. It talks about how people were into biohacking, which I think is good. I think for people to, you know, be interested in health and wellness, I think if longevity is something you're interested in, you're not going to go down like the diet rabbit hole. You're not going to go down like the crazy fads. You're going to do stuff that are long-term sustainable habits. Uh, but I am curious about like how longevity will be practiced because I think it's something that sounds good. But even I, if I were to think like, I'm going to make my day for like longevity, I don't think we have enough like blueprints or roadmaps for people. So I'm curious if this becomes a trend on social media and people start to make like, here's how to biohack your longevity or something like that. Um, and then the next one says a personalized approach to health which I agree with. There is this interest in like, you know, getting blood work, you know, learning about your own body. But I think it, it comes at this crux of like financial privilege to be able to do that. Getting blood work in the United States, we don't have universal health care, um, going on different, um, you know, hormonal panels and all of that work. That is great. And I think everyone would love to do that if they could. But I think this will just stay a trend that is accessible for those with financial capacity. Um, and the next one is a plant-based overhaul. They said a lot of vegan brands have sadly folded. Consumers weren't happy with the items on the offer. Some foam meats were too realistic or the prices were bad. Um, I feel like this is just kind of getting onto like Whole Foods point again of like bringing back the veggie into like the plant-based foods. Um, yeah. I don't think like veganism will ever become as trendy as it did back in whatever, 2015, 2016. I think like people just realized, okay, like going vegan just for the environment, like A is kind of like pointless at this point, just based off like individual action, just like, you know, yeah. how much um fossil fuels are utilized by like all these massive corporations that like us like just eating like veggies for a day like isn't going to like make a huge dent. Yeah. Um and also too like Kate mentioned, I think a lot of people have you know, realized over time, they're like, oh, yeah, like, not all plant-based options are actually healthier. And again, I think with, like, the rise of, like, the animal-based diet and, like, keto and protein, um, I think just people are, like, kind of questioning, like, their relationship with veganism. I think there's, like, still, like, a time and place to, like, eat, like, vegan meals and, like, I will here and there, but I don't think it'll ever make, like, a major comeback. Yeah. The next one, I think, is just a two-privilege, out-of-touch thing. It says 30 plants a week, which I mentioned a few um, like a long time ago in a podcast episode, someone said like, in order to, you know, increase your gut diversity, you should try to eat 30 different plants. I think this is just too unattainable for the average person with a job with kids, etc. And then they say racket sports are going to be a trend because pickleball became a trend. I don't know. I think those things live and they come back and whatever. Um, and then wellness inspired travel again, people are looking to break build a break around health, fitness, wellness. Like that's interesting. Like they quote like wellness tourism and stuff. I don't know, maybe because we just live in like New York city where wellness opportunities are more accessible. Um, but I think that's fun. Like if you want to go on a retreat and you want to pay for it and go do some wellness shit in a different country, I suppose go off. I don't really know, but that's the, which one is this cosmopolitan? 
Um, we have one more. We'll kind of run through this one. It's from Peloton. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of overlap, which kind of makes sense. Like a lot of things that are in the zeitgeist right now, like obviously all publications are going to kind of latch onto that. Um, but the first is like a laser focus on longevity. Um, and it's just saying that between like 77 and 86 percent of active Americans expect the physical benefits of their fitness journeys to improve their cardiovascular health, mobility, flexibility, and overall quality of life, as long as like strengthening their immune system, in- increased muscle and muscle strength and tone, all benefits that align with the longevity efforts. I think it's like great that people are starting to care more about like longevity. And like this is something yeah. that Kate and I have like talked about a lot in the pod that like you should be caring about like what you're doing now so that like you can set yourself up for success when you're like 50 or 60 and you don't have to worry about like you know having low bone density and like you know breaking your hip and then like you know increasing your chances of dying like earlier than you would maybe hope and like and i think too when you do kind of focus on longevity it helps you kind of get out of like this like orthorexic mindset or like i need to do everything for like vanity purposes and i think like that has like really helped me to kind of I think heal some of like the wounds that I maybe created when I first got into health and wellness where I was super rigid and it was all based on like, you know, maybe trying to maintain some sort of like look or like some sort of weight. Um, yeah. And so I definitely encourage a lot of people to really shift their focus more on like the longevity aspect of like their overall health, because again, like what you do today will kind of result in like how you feel and look, you know, down the road. Yeah. And I think adding to that uh, one pillar of longevity that has helped me a lot is that isolation makes you very unhealthy loneliness is equivalent to smoking like 15 cigarettes in a day over time and so that's a thing that I think could help a lot of CMOS girlies like I don't want to go out I don't want to stay out late it's going to ruin my bedtime and my perfect little morning routine but like if you're not seeing your friends if you don't feel like you have a community or people that you can talk to um, that's actually worse for your health so I think that's something that has steered me clear of like going down the orthorexic rabbit hole and that kind of ties into Peloton's second point which is all eyes on recovery recovery was like the biggest thing that I learned about my body coming off of an injury and then getting healthy and running a marathon um you know you can do as much as you want at the gym you can take as many steps in a day and do all this high intensity stuff but if your body can't recover and repair properly it's kind of just like throwing it down the drain so I think that gives a lot of comfort and peace of mind like it is okay to rot in your bed it's okay to sit on the couch like if you're a CMOS really you're probably on the edge of doing too much that I think recovery is something like longevity that can be paired together to really help you like stop spiraling too much about the health and wellness stuff and realize that like we are blessed to live very long lives. Like if you make one night where you do something that is abnormal, you're not Mm going to die right then and there. And it's just like collecting data on your body. Um, The next one says routines. Now I feel like this is something that always like is a new year's thing. Like everyone has this daunting, like I'm going to become a new person on January 1st. Um, but I do think routines are really important when it comes to habits and lifestyle stuff kind of tying into longe- longevity. And then the next one is getting active in the great outdoors. Um, interesting. They say that nearly four in 10 people already exercise outside and they talk about, you know, how beneficial this is. Um, like Andrew Huberman, I think him saying that like getting the morning sunlight changed a lot of people's perspectives on, you know, health and wellness practices. The next one is upgraded walks which is interesting because I do think like the pandemic got a lot of people interested in walking more. Um, I don't know what upgraded walks means. A brisk walk? Yeah, I probably just like, I don't know, like the hot girl walk was such a thing and it looks like there's like different apps that people are utilizing for walking, like walking meditation. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, like I think like walking has always been around, but then it got like yeah. a huge 
a huge push a few years ago um and i mean like kate said it's kind of silly to like put walking on your end list because like we're always constantly been walking. walking yeah yeah we've been walking for years we've been, been walking, walking for years. since i was in the womb yeah um okay creative sleep solutions i do think like more stuff around sleep will kind of continue yeah. to trend i feel like we're starting to learn and hear more and more about it and just like conversations that i have with people like so many people are like i'm like now starting to take magnesium because i want to mm-hmm. like start getting more sleep and like people are going to bed like way earlier um and so i think like you know whatever the sleep hacks you know that start to emerge you know that'll be interesting to see and i think also too just like sleeping devices like i know like that hatch alarm clock i think is what it's called was like such like a trendy thing this past year um and yeah i think just like more studies kind of coming out on like sleep and maybe how it differs between like men and women and like also i think like it relating tying it back to our um menstrual cycles i think could be like also very interesting yeah um the next one is a respect for rowing which interested if rowing would become a thing i personally feel like this is something that is too has too many barriers to entry you would need to get a rowing machine i don't feel like a lot of gyms normally have that um i mean maybe like some big rowing studio like soul cycle comes about i mean in this article it mentions that peloton has a peloton row so maybe that's why they push this and then the last one is mental health motivation um remembering your why is a crucial part of fitness they say which I think is good. I've always been that that same way. It's like, if you don't have a why of why you're working out, it's going to kind of tire you out and you're not going to want to do it. So I think that's a really important one. Um, but yeah, overall, I think out of the trends that we read, kind of wrapping it up, I think longevity definitely will be a trend. I think the biohacking for women will be a trend. I think recovery and sleeping will be a trend, which I think is all just like a counter reaction to people doing too much. Like I think orthorexia was definitely predominant in health and wellness kind of underlying like I don't think anyone outright was like all wellness is orthorexic but I think pretty much everyone you followed and pretty much all the content you assumed was kind of borderline pushing orthorexia Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of us kind of got burnt out of that which I think now is why we're seeing so much focus on longevity and recovery I think we've learned that you can't just go to hit classes and not eat before you work out etc um so I think it's a good reverb for all of us to get back to being more chill I suppose I also like that a lot of these predictions kind of involve things that we can all do like just naturally without spending a lot of money like I think like you know post pandemic like there was a whole push on like supplements like adaptions were all the rage and like those are all like so expensive and as you know we are kind of you know a yes in an election year which does have a ripple effect on the economy I think it's great that we're seeing you know a focus more on like you know, how to upgrade your walks and like mm-hmm. focusing on like recovery and sleeping and like doing group exercises like outside. So I do kind of applaud that these all involve like very like low cost, easy, um, like low barriers for entry for like individuals. Yeah. And also like the Peloton was pushed during the pandemic. And I think I was reading something just about consumer ha- habits during the pandemic that a lot of people are spending stuff on experiences now, because when we were in the pandemic, the only way that you could consume stuff was like shit that would literally be in your apartment. You couldn't go anywhere. So I think people are trying to get out of the house and doing stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm happy that more free stuff is pushed um, in this. We'll see if the the predictions become true. We'll see if cacao takes over and Emma and I were magically wrong about that one. I don't fucking know. If um, we get some like c- cacao pulp jelly from like bro. some brand for PR, I will like die. Um, I'm about to put in the fucking funny. meme page bio. No, we do not take CMOS or like, <laughs> no, CMOS is a joke. Like, I, it's not about that because the amount of like DMs we get, like, 
would you like to advertise my CMOS? I was like, no, guys, it's not about that. But if you're Whole Foods listening to this, um, you know, cut Emma and I a gift card and maybe we'll go buy some cacao. I don't fucking know. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll make some cacao memes if you commission us. <laughs> um, but that's that. Happy New Year to the girlies. Let us know if you have any fun predictions. Always curious to see what you have to say. You know, join Geneva. Follow the memes. You guys know where to find Emma and I um, if you ever want to send us a cheeky DM. But we'll continue to talk to you in the new year. And, you know, hope you have a good rest of your night, Emma. Hope the girlies have a good rest of your Tuesday. Yes, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.